Welcome to the Crew 3 Podcast. I was rocking with me as always. We got both the boys back. It's Chris and Ricky. Do you want to say hello? Hey. What up? We had a full a full crew, if you will. Mm. We can finally uh, finally move that boat. A, a crew three, if you will. Crew three, that's right. Wow, Trace, it's, it's great. I gotta I gotta move this boat. My my neighbor says it's an eyesore. <laughs> Do I need to get oh. a hat or something? I don't know. No, you're yeah. not part of the hat club. Yeah, <sighs> I don't think Ricky. I've ever seen Ricky wear a hat. I don't wear hats. I don't. Ricky's like gonna need a hat when he sleeps in the alley. No, oh. even then. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we got we got big opinions. This is, of course, uh, are going to be our, our top five episode, which, of course, will turn to a top ten final list uh, for Karloff Manor. I had to think of the set name for a minute. Cause Markoff to Manor? Huh? Markoff Manor? Karloff Manor. Oh. What, what's the, wait, what's the set initials? MKM, Murders at Karloff Manor. I typed that in into Google, and it kept wanting to give me March of the Machine spoilers. That's mom. I know. I typed MKM. Yeah. Spoilers. And it was like, that doesn't well, exist. Well, that's because it's like, set as a massive psyop, uh, like the MK Ultra experiment, you know. Mm-hmm. Actually, it gives me Machine Gun Kelly lyrics. Anyways, uh, that was anyway. a bad joke. That's but Ruffin I laughed. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's, how you know it's, that's how you know it's a bad joke. We don't uh, we don't talk about Machine Gun Kelly on this podcast. Like, I, I have a lot of things I want to joke about, but I don't think they're appropriate for the show at this point in time. Uh, talk about massive psyops going on right now. Mm-hmm. He got he got a little uh, a little ranched in the rap game, you know. Yeah. And then he dug up the drummer to Blink One Eighty Three, and then we were fine. Yeah. And now he's got a really weird marriage to Megan Fox, and her wedding ring that apparently she can't take off. I don't know about that. That sounds oh, like a, a problem wait, that you, you could fix by what? going to TCG Player through our affiliate link <laughs> and buying the one ring. <laughs> uh, for your modern games, man, I am so drained of my soul from playing so much modern. Yeah, are, Denver, how is prep for Denver going? It's like it's so terrible. It's like Denver's games next are weekend? just like you just play like you like sit down, you shuffle, and then you hand decks to each other, and then you decide who's going first, and then the games are just like over on turn two and over on turn three, and it's just like I just want to concede, and it's just like well, we'll play it out. Okay, okay, I'll play it out. Nothing changes. All right, all right. Well, now I'm going to win on turn two. Okay, well, play it out. No, no, no. Nothing changes. It's so miserable. No, Ricky. No, but you don't understand that. That can't be right because they printed so much interaction into the set. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Into Modern Horizons that now Modern's the interactive format that has longer games and interesting games. You know. Right, right, right. It definitely might have some longer games, but they're not interesting at all. How how's still losing to grief? Uh, losing to grief is still terrible. Um, yeah, you can't force of negation grief. I will say, I don't know what's worse, losing to grief or losing to that stupid bird in standard. The bird? The bat. The bat. Oh, the bat. Yeah. The bat. I, yeah. I remember when Thoughtseize used to make me lose, my opponent lose two life. No, now they get a life <laughs> flyer. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody, if you didn't bat. see it, we can get back to the Ricky, uh, Ricky modern takes in a minute, but uh, uh Nile is a Twitter user who also does some hosting minor minor magic celebrity came up with an absolutely brilliant challenge okay. wherein you start that with a deck with 56 lands and four bats and and you have to keep playing games where you're gonna lose right uh-huh. in all likelihood and then you get to add whatever you exiled from your opponent's hand oh. to your deck for the next game. So the the will see how many games can you play before you actually pick up a win by just adding one copy of the card, right? Because the challenge is 
running away with your opponent's car before they can catch you, right? Right, right, right. right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But it seems well, I've already seen a couple of people post their uh, arena arena wins, and I think the quickest I've seen was 13 games, something like that. But I don't that know. Like, well, maybe uh, you need to add multiples. I'm not really sure. What happens if you steal another bat? You can't play five bats. No, nah, that would be a bad decision. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Batting on bats over here. Oh, I mean, modern modern woes aside, standard woes aside, everything's going to be shaking up a car like manner. I would yeah? I would love to sit down and play some like 11 rounds of standard. I, I like, I'm I'm excited to play. Well, I'm not excited to play. Look, I, I will say I, I really, there's not a deck of standard I like to play right now. Oh, wow. I'm hoping that that will change. Yeah. With no more lies, I'm just going to jam monastery mentors all day. Come uh, join the club. But generally, like, there's not a deck I feel like that really suits how I enjoy playing Magic right now. In don't worry about it. I- I'm going to take you under my wing. Uh-huh. We're going to join the monastery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and we're just going to ninja kick and we're going to Judy chop people. Oh, can't stand up no more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to welcome right. you into the fold. We're all going to go together. We're going to have prowess, you know? Yeah. And, and all of us together are just going to watch out for straight duties. That's exactly right. We're going to destroy these people. The uh, blue white mentor deck has been so much fun. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you will enjoy it. I, and I think there's quite a few decks. I think Bant toxic looks interesting. Yeah. Even like domain. If you just don't die on turn four, seems like it could be, could be doing some stuff. So a standard legitimately looks really interesting right now. Look, I'm saying it's pioneer season can't come soon enough. I've been burned away with this. Like new with the really quiet about pioneer season. season, because I need we need we're in, we're in that that special zone where Wizards of the Coast may or may not ban cards uh, within set releases, and we we have to dodge this one because I really want to play Amalia at the five k at the Hunter Burton. I do too. <laughs> I do too. But yep. if not, I'm going to play Denley. If not, I'm going to play Denley. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I I actually have some thoughts about this set, maybe curbing Amalia back a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, I, we'll, we'll talk about that because I do think, like as we as we get ready to dive in here into these these few event topics where we go into our uh, our Mark our Karloff Manor spoilers. Um, I think that Amalia is still an interesting point in Pioneer. Obviously, we'll see this week. Uh, Amalia not doing the the most hot, but that's because uh, the four has become Amalia and the three decks that can beat Amalia. Yeah, kick Amalia down the stairs and yeah. then uh, see what's left, right? Yeah, which is like it's interesting to say because obviously you know we we prayed long enough to the gods to ban Karn and it would diversify the meta. Unfortunately, we didn't know there were some goofy combo decks. Right behind um, Karn. I'm absolutely so thrilled that Karn is gone because I don't want to deal with Archdruid's charm finding. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh my god. Uh, but I do think it was interesting, right? Like, you know, I think from a parallel standpoint, Amalia clearly is beatable. And I as we'll again we'll talk about these event results. We will see that the deck is beatable, right? Um, however, because of Amalia's existence, similar to Karn. It pushes out the existence of other decks in the format. Unfortunately, whereas Karn just says, no artifacts, sorry, treasure chest is full, uh, Amalia says, well, you can't even think about hitting me in the face. Yeah, you must be this tall to ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what Splinter Twin used to do in old, um, I don't even know what oh, to call that go. format. Oh, right. no, you're going to make some people mad by comparing. I saw this argument too. The flashback to 20 years uh, ago. What I'm saying is not that it, Justin Amalia, Timberlake is the hottest pop star. 
What I'm saying is that Splinter Twin lit a fire under Modern at the time where uh-huh. it was like, hey, um, if you can't jam, like with us just killing you on turn four, if you tap out on turn three, then you can't hang around, right? Sure. And so I kind of like that in formats where there's like, hey, this is less that because Namalia doesn't just like kill you on turn four. They just play like this long grindy game. And if your goal is to just aggress against them, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It sets a benchmark for the format of like, you need to be able to interact in a very specific way or you're going to get run over by this deck. I mean, you can definitely be dead on turn four if you're slipping. No, you, you definitely can. You definitely can. You know? Yeah. Uh, or your opponent could be at uh, 87 life with a 2020 in play and you might as well be uh, right, you know, in right. the trash can, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will say Amalia is one of the decks I've loved the most Pioneer, but it's also led us to probably one of the most boring Pioneer formats because of every uh, deck that's successful right now. Uh, man, but you got to love that Amalia player making the run, though. Oh, I'm going to be that Amalia player. Same. Yeah. All right, let's talk about these events. First up, we have the qualifier. In eighth place, we have VFS on Azorius Control. In seventh place, we have Jabberwocky on Rakdos Sacrifice. In sixth place, we have Comrade 1312 on Quintorius Combo. Fifth place, we have Goldacat on Arclight Phoenix. Fourth place, we have Quintorius Combo played by Taku123. Third place, we have Jinko HS on Hidden Strings. In second place, we have Harry13 on our five-color mid-range decklist. We got a little bit of uh, no Omnath, no uh, favorite, just five-color mid-range. Uh, bring light. There's the bring the light. No, uh, no nib lights though. And then in first place, we have Tect on a pretty interesting build of Lotus Field featuring a play set of Strict Proctor. Turns out that's how we're going to beat Amalia uh, with <laughs> our our Hidden Strings decklist. I mean, also, yeah, I mean, more. It also lets us play Lotus Field, right? Like, yeah. um, so I mean, you know, I like this better than I like the blue white version. I enjoy that they're playing two Chandra's Hope Speaking. Well, you know, you gotta we speed up so, the speed up that actual win con. Yeah, just in case, right? Right. That means something happened. Uh, this player we has lost experienced. One. We like lost one to a bat. A random mill or the bat or some stupid thing happened where yeah. they lost their Chandra too many times. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah, I mean, anything, anything you want to talk about this event? I mean, like, we got, we've got we seen Quintorius pop up here. we got two top eights from Quintorius. Um, kind of a bizarre to, Phoenix list. Yeah. Which 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 Phoenix list? The Goldicat list? Yeah. Prismari Command? Uh, let's see. No uh, Picklock Prankster. Okay. Uh, we're, like, on three crews, two Temporal Trespass, playing Prismari Command. Three... Juari Disruption with 17 lands and four pieces of the puzzle, two Galvanics. This is like this is like 2022 came back. Well, we need that Prismari Command to blow up Aether Flux Reservoir. I don't know what we're blowing up with it. Maybe we're we're just dealing two damage to Amalia and then we're creating a treasure token for some reason. I don't Possibly, know. Possibly, yeah. Probably because we don't have any lands because we only got 17 of them now. <laughs> Chris, how do you feel about uh, sixth place here in the, the Quintorius deck playing your, your Sky Turrets? Yeah, so you're seeing the Sky Turtle come around for <clears throat> a lot of stuff um, because of those double double things. And I'm glad that I kept the stack. of I don't know if I got four foils or not, but I've kept the stack of them. That ability to channel, mm-hmm. right? And then for cheap, multi-modes to get two types in the yard is going to be relevant, right? Yeah. 
Um, it's not super relevant. It's a little bit relevant because collect evidence is um, just total CMC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be against the source of your creature. So not only is it multiple types, but it's also an expensive card to the yard, right? Just like channeling uh, a magma opus or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's there's going to be ways to look at that with collect evidence. There's already ways to look at that with delirium, right? Um, and then again, you might see a little bit of delirium stuff come back with the the new traverse the Uvenwald, where you collect evidence eight, and then you just tutor for any creature for one green. Yeah, right. That seems like a little more push to perversion, just because hey, I can flip one delve spell to the yard, and I don't have to worry about having all these types. So that card serves dual purpose where it's good for collect evidence. It's good for um, delirium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, def- definitely a card that you want to keep at the front of your mind when you're looking at some of those kind of off-color decks that uh, that care about things like that. Kind of a strange list of Quintorius here. Uh, like we're not playing the traditional like uh, treasure makers, but no. like Greater Tanuki and Beanstalk Giant uh herd migration is fine lands right i mean we don't right? we just don't people interacted with our, our treasures where you can go off right 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 and then like because of that we're playing like three carnage tyrant two dragon lord dramoka in the sideboard just ramp to six and play big big boys mm-hmm. you know i mean you, you, you see some of things here in the fourth place list as well by tacky one two three uh where we're not playing sky turrets we're still playing uh, Beanstalk Giant, we're still playing Herd Migration, Greater Tanuki. Uh, we've picked Garuda instead, we're playing like the Horned Lock Whale combo as well. I mean, not really a combo, but I mean, it's just a big dude, right? Mm-hmm. He's a big creatures. Well, Quintorius obviously puts up a good fight. I want a little bit of a tangent there about the turrets on its own, but that, that card is very versatile. And when you look at again, Quintorius has a way to just go bigger combo than what Amalia can do, right? Like you get, you have some of the interaction tools against Amalia. They don't have as many of the interaction tools against you. So you can definitely feast on Amalia with any, with any kind of go bigger combo deck, provided that you can provide one, one spell of interaction to delay their combo a turn till you get yours off or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like that's an option. Well, you get like flash and Leyline binding mm-hmm. out of the, uh, the sixth place deck list here. I actually don't know if like, does Quintorius combo actually do enough damage to kill an Amalia player that has gone off. Depends on the flavor, right? But because it's a lot of damage. You, you only need two copies well, you, in your domain at four per spell. Yeah, if you get the spark double out. I mean, because on average, what, you're gaining like 50 life with Amalia? You gain, on average, you end up like close to like 75, like 75, 76 life. Total or gained? Uh, total, like at the so, end. Yeah, so you're gaining like 50-something life-ish. Right. Maybe a little bit, Yeah. I think it'll be because if, I mean, if you're doming for four and, and you also gain four back, right? So now you're the one at, is, is it a drain too? Yeah. Yeah. Off Quintorius, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, now you're the one who's at 75 life and, and doing whatever. So, I mean, yeah. your combo is a little more your combo, you're also ending with the board versus right. Amalia not having right. a board. Amalia gains 54 life plus three life for every land revealed while you are comboing. So minimum 54 life gained. Mm-hmm probably you're gaining like at least 60 life. Yeah. Well, if you're so, 80 before you need like, well, I mean, I guess you need, would need like 20 spells or something like that. If you, if you go off second, you know? Right. Well, we do have four quake bringer to just like, yeah, uh, we're finding every weird card we can to put the end to Amalia. Yeah. Quake bringer for all these like go big decks. Uh, 
just playing for Quakebringer and trying to get it into play. I knew, I knew my boy was worth it. I knew my boy. I should, I should play that giant deck again. That deck was fun. Yeah, you would have to be playing away to be able to beat Amalia if you're playing Gatorius. You know what I'm saying? Like that seems like a non-negotiable aspect to the deck is like having a key way to beat that deck's you know reliable, very reliably. You know, right? I mean, you play one ramp piece, and you can technically foretell, and then cast this for four mana. So you could get this out maybe on turn. Well, probably not on turn three with this build because all your ramp is three mana. So you're probably just getting this out on turn four. So hopefully it's enough. All right, let's move on to our first challenge here. Uh, this is the challenge from the 27th. Uh, so we're going to start with 8th place, Rushi00 with Abzan Greasefang. No supplier here. We're just on Informant and Sentinel in the Nameless City. 7th uh, place, we have Jabberwocky on Rakdos Sacrifice. 6th place, we have Thermal Justice on the Hidden Strings build featuring Strict Proctor. In fifth place, we have Casa on Azorius Control with our Yorian build. In fourth place, we have MS Skinbolic on our Rakdos Midrange decklist featuring Archfiend of the Dross and Smuggler's Copter with Indus of the Indie build. Uh, in third place, we have Capitano CL on Is It In Soul uh, featuring such hits as Inti here. And then in second place, we have Neko 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 on Rakdos Midrange, on four copies of Bankbuster, with two copies of Alkalot's Deepest Betrayal. And then first place, we have Akane on Is It Phoenix? Uh, I don't think really anything Taco says when to point out some of these cards, just going to kind of keep on rolling, because I know uh, the, the Carla Manor update's going to talk take a bit of time to talk about. So we're going to move on to our next challenge on the 28th. So we're going to start off with eighth place. We have Diablo XSC on four-color Ascendancy combo, uh, featuring such hits as Seahly Sublime Artificer, Ren and Realm Breaker. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's a two-copy. Uh, also, we're playing Up the Beanstalk, Jessica Ascendancy, Leyline Binance is definitely a fun one to go check out. That's just you. So there's your Jingo HS on a more traditional build of Lotus Field. Sixth place, Fried Liver Attack on Rakdos Midrange. Fifth place, Mogged on Arclight Phoenix playing Gigantha. This is wild. What's Jackie doing here, Ricky? I don't know. I don't believe in these Prismari commands, but I'll I'll have to believe. Uh, but we're on Torch the Tower main. Um, the problem is, like, Gigantha can't be around during Amalia games because you have to bring in the Anger of the Gods because we're playing Anger of the Gods. Gigantha isn't uh, CeeLo Green. Uh, moving on, fourth place, Anonymous on Rakdos, mid-range or more traditional build of the deck list. Third place, Falcon on Arclight Phoenix. Second place, Emskinbolic on Rakdos, mid-range. And then first place, uh, we have Marulanzi on Rakdos, mid-range. In our last challenge, we have, uh, also, oh, 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 did I miss, uh, that was, was this the one? Uh, yeah, also quick shout outs to, uh, 11th place on this last challenge with Carnage Cards ENT for the show playing rogues. So nice job there. Uh, this is features four guild thieves, guild enforcer, three fairy mastermind, four soaring thought thief, two brazen bar, two Nahawk scavenger, two shields of the apocalypse, one Zareth San, two Kato Shizuki, two invasion of Amonkhet, one clean to dust. Three Fatal Push, one Spell Pierce, four Thoughtseize, two Bitter Triumph, four Drown in the Lock. 
glad to see that in a metagame where f- if spirits is bad, War Spirits is doing good. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, our last challenge here, we have VFS on Azorius Control. Seventh place, misplaced Ginger on Raptors Midrange. Uh, Ginger saying, hey, those Gix we all spent a bunch of money on for Standard. How about we play them in Pioneer? Luckily, though, it looks like Gix has dropped down in price. Some, not a whole lot. Uh, sixth place, King Harry on Hidden Strings combo, playing that Strict Proctor build. Fifth place, Anonymous on our Rakdos mid-range deck list. Fourth place, Lucas Giggs on Rakdos mid-range. Third place, Oaf McNamara on Is It In Soul. Second place, Rogue deck wins on Strict Proctor Hidden Strings. And then first place, JTL005 on Mono Black mid-range. All right, gentlemen. Are we ready to dive? Are we ready to dive in, or you want to talk about this model black deck real quick? I want to talk real quick about what do you think about the new divide of Rakdos midrange? Do you do you think we should have two? Should we have the small kids meal inti version of Rakdos midrange and the large Alkalots, Shieldred, Archfiend builds like separated in some way? Because like these decks are like completely different. I mean, they're similar decks, but. Yeah. You can see them in the the previous challenge. You'll see that some are like the Inti Smuggler's Copter deck, and other ones are the builds that are playing like Alkalots and like just going bigger. What are your thoughts on that? I do think we're getting very close to needing some some out of separation, right? I mean, when you're playing essentially like two play sets of key cards, it really changes up the the nature of the deck list. I mean, you're seeing Ginger here playing like Gix, right? But I mean, I've been messing around with the the more artifact builds, uh no the more artifact builds, kind of the more aggressive builds of Rakdos, right? Where you're playing things like the stalactite guy and stuff like that, where you're really all in on more of a beatdown strategy, playing into Inti, playing into Copter. Um I do think some of these decks we're seeing here aren't that all in on Copter. They're just kind of just like really going I want to play Bankbuster versus Copter. So I do think you're going to still see Inti in all the deck lists, at least in some amount, right? I think really the divide comes into, are you wanting to play Copter? Are you wanting to play Record or Bankbuster? Right. Uh, like as I said, like just in our last uh, challenge here, first place was like the big Alkalots, three Mildred, yeah. uh, three Bankbuster, like big version of the deck. Yeah. Uh, that's only playing two Black Cleave Cliffs because... The early, like, we're not that worried about playing the early game, right? Sure. And then, like, the other build here playing, like, three NT, we're playing four Bone Crusher Giant, only two Shieldreds, one Archfiend, four Smugglers Copter, and really going all in on, like, the NT Smugglers Copter interactions. Yeah. I, I, I do definitely, in my mind, do see those as different strategies. Yes. Now... We're definitely pulling at teeth if we expect Goldfish to go in and do that much nitpicking, right? Uh, but in my mind, yes, I would say those are different enough versions of the deck that they should be separated. That's all. That's all I want to get off to my chest, you know? Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, I don't have much more to add than what you guys said. That they One's definitely more of a aggressive deck. One's definitely more of a almost control deck, right? <clears throat> but... You know, you could call it mid-range plus mid-range minus, however you want to phrase it, but definitely different, right? You definitely have their different plans. You know, if you don't have early interaction against one of them, you could be dead very quickly. And against the other one, that interaction is kind of a liability because you probably need to be the one killing them first. So, Agreed. 
All right. Well, I mean, like we talked about earlier, uh, clearly Amalia can be beaten, but at what cost? A boring Pioneer metagame, in my opinion. Oh, I think it's so fun. Man, you go out and play some modern games and come back. You know, like <laughs> when you are when you wake up and it's like winter and it's like freezing rain outside and you're yeah. like, it's so like hot. Weeks. It's so hot in here. And then, and then your dad goes... Well, go outside and then locks the door behind you. And then when he lets you in five minutes later, it's not child uh, abuse. You just learned a lesson uh, that, uh, you know, now it's perfectly fine inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. you're like, man, Pioneer is kind of not what I liked it to be like a few months ago. And then you go play modern. And you're like, oh, never mind. Like, this is still magic. Let me back. Let me back inside, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right, well, let's start talking Karlov Manor, shall we? I mean, before we dive into some of our favorite cards, I, I want your opinion. I, I feel like I've seen, especially in our community, a lot of split divide on thoughts on the set overall. What do you what do you guys think about this set just like in general, right? So I've seen some people say it doesn't do enough. I I personally think that after the last few sets we've had, it's kind of nice to have a set that I go, yeah, these are some good cards. I don't think we're going to totally upend the Pioneer metagame, but we've got some fun role players. We've got some interesting combo deck potential here, but nothing here is really going to upset the overall balance, I feel like. Agreed. I think that one of the one of the things I miss about multi-set blocks, and I've touched on this before, and I'll probably touch it again every set from now on, is that Unfortunately, some of the role players matter less because synergies matter less and raw power matters a lot more because you don't get mechanics over and over and over again. you got to wait five years for your mechanics to come back. So like at this point, there's so much in Pioneer. We're starting to see some synergies kind of kind of flow. But I still think we're at the point where what matters most is raw power level of a card, mm-hmm. right? Does it interact with this generically other good cards? You know, uh, obviously, I think the exception to that is, you know, humans. Right, uh, certain certain creature types matter. Yeah, um, but what we're really looking at is what is what is the most powerful thing, or does this just introduce a broken combo into the format? Right, something it, like that. So. And it really is hard when you look at a set like Karlov Manor here, where our kind of our big key mechanic for everything is that like morph retread with disguise and conceal, and like that's great for limited. But I mean the you have to be really strong over these cards to break it into construction play. Yeah. And then you have these cards that are taking up 50% of the set in order to have solid limited play. And now half that set doesn't matter or is expected impact. Because again, like we're saying, we're not having those blocks to build on. I mean, you know, I would like to see kind of what they did a couple of years ago where we had mo DFCs where we had here's Strixhaven, here's Kaldheim, here's these sets with, we're going to play with the idea of double face cards, right? Uh, I would like to see something like that come back where, you know, the the exact mechanics aren't going to totally overlap, but there will be some kind of through line in design for the year. Yeah, and we've gotten that a little bit with Graveyard Matters mm-hmm. um, as far as Fathomless Descent and... Sure. And then, of course, collect evidence. But yeah. we'll see what the what that impact means. Because, again, they're a little bit of a nombo, right? One wants you to have some stuff in your yard. The other wants you to take stuff out, you know, basically a la Delve type situation, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. just a little bit better of a, of a Delve. Ricky, what were your thoughts? I think, personally, um, the set as a whole has a lot of really interesting cards. 
but I do agree that like the internal mechanics aren't very competitive, mm-hmm. which is fine in set design. You can have sets that are kind of like the main mechanics of the set are a little weaker. Um, and you still have like some really banger sets like cons of Tarkir put out so many banger cards and the main mechanic of that set is also morph. And yeah. there is exactly like one morph card in all of like cons of Tarkir that saw any standard play. And then in dragons of Tarkir, when we brought mega morph back, we saw like three playable mega morph cards. Yep. And they were like as pushed as possible. And that's why like death mist Raptor was like a three mana three, three that when it yeah. died came back into play morphed. Yeah. Yep. And like, that's how good you had to be. Like you had to be the eternal, eternal witness. witness. The other one. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it, to my, in my opinion, I think that clues and, and investigate is a very powerful mechanic just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just because it draws you cards, but also because it puts um, a lot of artifact squares on the table. Yeah. But don't and we so- already have, Ricky, don't we already have the make a game objects cards, right? Like we're, the cool thing is we're getting in, you know, Thraben Inspector 2, which is interesting, right? But we just got Spyglass Siren, right? We just got Voldaren Epicure within the last couple of years. So how many, how many make game objects cards can be relevant when we've That's already all- got that's all Magic the Gathering is at this point. I mean, soon we're going to have Magic cards that will not just generate tokens. They're going to generate cards and put them directly into our hand. Yeah. Um, you know, only Alchemy exists already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that the set is very cool. I think mm-hmm. it's very flavorful of Ravnica. Murder, murder spree on Ravnica is a cool idea. It feels like a Hearthstone set. Murder spree on Ravnica yeah. is just the happening. What I've said since we started... Is is like this feels like we're just making a Hearthstone set where it's like it's like well this is just like one night in Ravnica right yeah but is that a good thing Ricky um yeah. that's the thing is the Hearthstone sets are kind of weird because they're very loose on like their theme and what that means for the mechanics right and there's not like payoffs for Hearthstone mechanics which is super weird to say for the most part like if a Hearthstone set comes out. And like the mechanic is quick draw, like there might not just there's just not a payoff card for playing quick draw cards. Yeah. It, you know, it's just that's tough. There's just there just are quick draw cards now, right? So I don't know. I like the set as a whole because I like Ravnica. I, I I to your point, I think you really nailed it comparing this to a Hearthstone set. I really get those vibes mostly because there's a story around this, right? Like I think Hearthstone has the advantage of going, oh look, here's the story of the Lich King. We're gonna make a set about that, right? Here's or here's the the Lich King, here's Uh-oh. here's a set about the Orso tournament. Orso screams out in anger. Right. Well, here's about the tournament champions, right? And and I think that's what this did too, is I, I will tell you that reading I reading about the Lost Cavern story was just an actor, an after effect of the Phyrexia invasion, right? And so was kind of this one, but I didn't really know what the story was that was going on or if there even is one. This one, there's a very clear storyline involved because we're really about the storyline. We're not about the setting. And I'm pretty okay with that. If I told you that Wizards, for like a week before spoiler season, spends every day posting a lore article explaining the story of the set, They've done that for forever, right? They've done that. They've done that since I was a kid, and we refreshed them the mothership. Remember when Fat Pack came with books? Right, exactly right. So I mean, I'm just telling you that like it's it's obvious though that this set was built around a story, not about the setting. Well, sure. I they straight they straight have said like we had the idea, and then we thought new plane. Wait a minute, this is too much work. What if we just thought of Ravnica? Because people will care about the characters then. Yeah, and and I think that I think that 
in their, in their defense worked out, right? Um, I'm with you that I really, really like the set. I think it's interesting. And um, I think this whole, hey, let's play around with a storyline rather than a setting, I think is is really, really interesting. And I'm a fan. Let's see where they go with it. Now, let's just get ready for Cowboy Set soon. Uh, Cowboy that's set. Like, Cowboy like, set. Cowboy Set is next. So whatever set came out before it, I was just like, all right, hurry up. Let's let's finally, like, why can the, why does the hype train stop now? Like, shouldn't they halfway have spoiled the Cowboy Set by now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, because they lost to the Packers. Tiny Bones in Rakdos in uh, Vraska and yeah, Oko exactly. and Kellen. Kellen meets his dad. And also, like, something, 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 meta-narrative, something, something. Some cards are red, some cards are blue. And Yeah, and so Ben Lewis is angry. Ben is Ben Lewis not angry about cards? <laughs> so right, I will this. say, I do feel bad for the people. So, yeah, for those that don't know, because of, like, the, the fun art puzzle thing that is in the set, right? Um... Cards will have variants in art, and um, they aren't marked. So enjoy trying to say if this is a, this is the green bottle version of this card. This is the black bottle version. This is the red curtain. This is the white curtain. Uh, this red and six has a red border. <laughs> oh man! I, I, who was on Twitter that was just like, I can't wait to someone call judge or my opponent for fake cards with some of these like secret layer cards that are coming out now. And I, I am. We could do a whole new episode on like the new way of secret layer. Do, 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 do you want to do that with the uh, the Patreon exclusive? Sure. Uh, that could serve a token. That could be serve yeah. a job. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Let's talk about yeah, speaking of powerful cards in Carlo Manor. Let's talk about some powerful cards in Carlo Manor. All right, this is the great debate where we are going to pick our top cards of in oh jeez murders of Markov Manor, and uh, yeah, so who wants to go first with their honorable mention? I'll always go first. All right, what you got, Ricky? Honorable mention, and I kind of think that this card's going to be super impactful in Pioneer, but also uh, I put it in honorable mention because it's lazy, and that is Thraben Inspector 2, the Pajama Jam. I don't actually know that, what is it called? Young Inspector? Novice Inspector. Inspector. What, it's Thraven Inspector 2. Did you like Thraven Inspector? Now you can <laughs> run eight of them. <laughs> we only changed half the name this time. So it's still a human. This card, this card literally is just don't cop. You're gonna copy my homework to make it too obvious. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. It makes a clue. It's one mana. Thraben doesn't exist here. However, with the Omen paths, you could have put Thraben Inspector here, and it would have just been a guy that was like, "I'm not in Thraben anymore." Flavor text. This, um, this one's a detective, though, Ricky, because turns out half the people that live on Ravnica are also detectives. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I mean, it's Thraven Inspector. It sees play in Pioneer right now. So more of it will see more play in Pioneer. This is my thesis. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. So do we have enough re- Do we have enough one-drops that make an artifact now that we don't need to play, like, any artifacts for our in-soul deck lists? Right, we don't. <laughs> it's true, right? Like, yep, it is. It is, absolutely. You can just we have, have, we have 12 one-drops that make an artifact now? Yeah. More than that, right? No, just uh, just twelve. No, wait. We can run. We can run a total Great of inspectors, spyglass, siren, Valerian Epicure. Yeah, we can run sixteen if we want to. If we want to go into like three cutlers. Want to go like just guy? Yeah, yeah. That's fine. we got spire of industry. We got mana confluence. Oh yeah, we want to play trap blast, of course. Yeah. All right, uh, Chris. What do you got? My honorable mention. I was going back and forth between two of them, but my, one of my honorable mentions is on uh, y'all's list, so. I'm going to go with my second one, which is the Unyielding Gatekeeper, right? 
Um, this is the honorable mention because Morph is probably not good enough for Pioneer play. But if there's a card, this this guy might be it. What card even is this? It's this the, is the two mana three two that when he morphs, uh, he unmorphs for two. A white Nicolas is also a cleric, and he can either blink one of your guys and return him to the battlefield tapped. I think if that was untapped, I'd be higher on this card since you get a little, little surprise block in there. But you can protect one of your things for removal if you want, or you can just exile one of your opponent's guys and give him a two-two. Okay. You surprise him. So. Oh, uh, the elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The elephant, yeah. So I think the utility on this guy is pretty interesting. He's honorable for a reason, right? I'm not even sure that he makes our top ten, but he is a really, really interesting card when it comes to, you know, un- unflipping this guy, the value of abilities that you get, and how cheap it is to unflip him, right? We if get, this was a three drop, yep, an ETB or flip up, this card would be really good. Yep, because you could still morph it down, and then like get to play its ability as a trick, right? Yeah, I th- I think they went too okay. safe on morphs. I think that unfortunately but, most of these cards are are very very unplayable, um, and and none of them are particularly close. To be honest with you. I think this guy is somewhat close based on that utility, but this is an area where they weirdly could have given us a lot more utility than than what we got, you know? Right. Uh, it does answer any non-land permanent. Yeah. It does get you any – for any non-land permanent, right, whether that be a Planeswalker, Enchantment, or whatever, that's why it's interesting. Is the versatility of this card to protect your own guy or get rid of something the opponent's doing, right? Um, you're not – and again, if you just need a 3-2 beater, you've got it. But if you can, if you need the utility – then you also have that option, right? If you if you curved out one into Thalia into Adeline, right? Then you got this as a backup. Hey, I need to protect my guy. I need to get rid of something. So there's some versatility there. But again, I it's 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 close. I think at the end of the day, it may not see play, but it is a card to keep your eye on. Uh, all right, my honorable mention is going to be demand answers as initial art. This is of course the uh, sacrifice artifact. Just card a card to draw two cards. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, we're playing uh, now. We got more essentially options of deadly dispute uh, here, and that card sees play. So I see the reason why this also couldn't see play. The difference being, of course, this only this doesn't leave you with uh, treasure token left around, but this mm-hmm. card is still pretty good. Uh, turning all your extra cardboard into more cards in hand is always a good thing, and especially if you have dead cards in hand as well. Yeah, and other cards also a good thing. So this is instant speed, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, nice. Uh, I think yeah. this card's really good. I mean, it's uh, it's my number five. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so I like this card because it lets you use any of like the free material that's just left around nowadays uh, as a kind of like... So if it's a clue specifically, it's not as good, right? Because the clue for two mana could draw you a card anyways, and this is spending two mana and your clue and a card to get two cards, right? But when you sack a blood to this, it's going to feel really good. Um, when you sack like any artifact creature that's been targeted for removal, this will feel really good. And sometimes you're going to be able to discard a card you want in your graveyard and make this feel even better. I, I really like all the different modes and options you have on this thing. Yeah, I think I think you said the flexibility is what's there, right? Where it's like, yeah, if you sack a clue, maybe it doesn't feel quite as good because you could have paid two managers to pick up a card. But in this case, right, you discard this card to pick up two cards for your clue activation. Like, so, Thrill of Possibility has seen play before, and this is just a better Thrill of Possibility in every possible way. Yep. Yeah, it being instant speed's huge. Huge, huge, huge. All right, Chris, what you got? My number five is, of course, 
something that should be on pretty much everybody's list for seeing play here is no more lies, right? Um, this is rated lowly for me, actually. You are underselling this card. Yeah, because the color requirements, right? The color requirements are like why, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here telling you this is a good card. Ricky wants to tell you that this is the best card. And I understand, I do understand the argument. So, but I now have to kind of tell you on why the card's not that good. That's why I put it number five. I'll listen to the, the non-belief and the hate. And then I will prove you all wrong when I, I think, I think Dovin's veto, particularly in a control deck, is pretty strong because it's the reactive card, right? Yeah. This, this is pretty strictly a going to be more more often a proactive card. I feel like, right? Like, there's a lot of cases where you'd rather have a Dovin's veto because that card can't be stopped. Right, let's turn this into arguing what what is tempo. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, define tempo for me. What is a tempo deck? Uh, it's when you play drums. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything's a drum is, while you play. Is Phoenix a tempo deck? No. Listen, there's going to be no more lies on this podcast. Uh-huh. Okay, no more, no more lies, no more turmoil, uh, yeah. as it were. So um, obviously, this is a very strong card. My co-hosts are going to tell you about why it's the it's the best card. But obviously, it's a two mana mana leak that exiles right. But the big, I think, the big drawback for me is the is the color requirements are there for sure, which I think is smart. I think this card, this pioneer, could devolve pretty quickly. With just regular old mana leak printed, that card's very, very, very strong in my opinion. But you know, to be fair, we already have spell pierce. So if you're looking to be a more of a reactive counter speller, you might be more in the business of the one mana spell. But this catching so much, I think, is is particularly relevant. I, I really hate the argument of like, why wasn't this a Demir card? I don't know, man. That just seems miserable, and especially standard right now. Like, yeah, Chris, Chris is a coward. I would rather have seen this as a Chris as a Demir is- card. Chris is afraid of white pips, as mm-hmm. we've learned from Leyline Binding. Yep. You put that white pip in the mana cost, and Chris is like, oh, I'm afraid. Yep. This doesn't make monk tokens or prowess. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it does anymore. Now I'm just imagining a white guy in the pips, just the random right. guy. <laughs> All right, Ruckman, what's, uh, what's your number five? Right, my number five, we got a two for here because I couldn't pick between the, the potential combo decks here. I'm giving them Shock Outline and Crime Novelist. Nice. Of course, uh, these are definitely kind of two of the more hype cards on combo deck potential. Um, we've seen a lot of people talk about the Lotless Troll, Oval Chase, Dragster, not Dragster, the Daredevil, uh, Daredevil like combo with Shock Outline. And then, of course, everyone's talking about Animation Module with Crime Novelist. Um, Pioneers had a host of some kind of fun combo decks lately. Um, could these Watch be out, the next- What's Watch up? out. I'm all, yep. Watch out, Amalia players. Yep. There's going to be some yep. new combo decks in the format. They're not as good, I'll tell you that. Uh, because, I mean, unfortunately, like, Chalk Outline being a format uh, enchantment you have to get to, yep. you can't really cheat out right besides just kind of ramping into it. Not the best. Super fun combo, right? Crime Novelist, same thing. Um, we really have to hope our animation module makes it until we start going off. Uh, but they do cool things, and I think these are fun cards that I don't want to get lost in the shelf because it was great to see people going, hey, here are new potential decks that cards can entirely be built around new cards a- in this set. So I don't think anyone – these, I think, really highlight the fact that, like, there are still cards that can make new decks in Pioneer coming out every set. Yep. I just want to point out that Chocolate Line is green. So you you know you were like oh you have to ramp into it well if we're, we want to be ramping 
There's no better color. I mean, like, there's no, like, we can't just, like, oof cocoa into it, though. Like, that's the big thing, right? Like, we can't core sure. into it. We can't cocoa into it. Sure, sure. How do we... we can't just directly cheat for our wins. Chalk outline. Like, What's even up? with Oval... Even with the Oval Chase dragster, right? Daredevil. How are we going into it? Well, you discard... You discard uh, Oval Chase Daredevil to Lot with Troll. Yeah. And that's going to make you a 2-2 and an investigate. In a, and you get to investigate. And that artifact coming into play is going to bring back the Oval Chase Daredevil, and you're going to do that infinity times. Whenever, So whenever one or more creatures leaves your graveyard, right? Yep, by coming back to your hand, like Oval Chase Daredevil does. So you discard it to Lotlith Troll. Yep. Okay, and, and now so, we need a way to make a artifact. Well, if you read Chalk Outline, it's a pretty cool card. Okay, so it still says when one or more creatures leaves my graveyard, yeah, what's the rest of it? And then investigate. But And then investigate. Okay, but like, if something already left my graveyard, right? Then we're leaving the graveyard again with Oval Chase Dragster. That's why you're play- the deck's either playing it plays uh, like Agnes Cauldron, or it's playing like Cat Combo as well to like kind of kickstart your. your okay, cat- we already have to be comboing, and this lets us combo hard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Wait, wait. No, we don't. We mean. Well, I'm confused. So if you have a Lotless Troll, this card. So if you have three cards, right? This card, Lotless Troll. And the Daredevil, you don't combo at all. But if you also have like an oven and a cat, then with these no, five cards together, we can combo. No, no, no. We just need a lot with Troll in play, the enchantment play, and a, and a Daredevil in hand. This is not true. Please re- lead me through this combo. Okay. So Oval Chase Daredevil, right? Right, right. If it's in our graveyard, an artifact comes into play, right? It goes if back it's to in our, our graveyard, hand. and an artifact comes into play, it returns to our hand. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. So. Right, we we're discarding it to lot with troll. Troll, yeah, right. it's a counter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so now we have the daredevil in our graveyard, and we have an enchantment in play, and we have a troll. Right, oh, we need a way to to get the card to get the card uh, to get the card back. Right, right, right. Now, yeah, now we're seeing it. Yeah, yeah. We have to start it. We need a fourth card to start this. Uh, we have to exile a card from our graveyard or something. To start the combo, yeah, you need you need to make you need a way to make an artifact is is what I think what the thing is. Yeah, but as soon as you make an artifact, I think you just got it. Okay, all right, now we figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you have to have cat combo going. There's a lot of steps here, but it's right, fun. right, right, right. Okay, oh, I, thought, right. I thought there was a way besides Lava Troll that just to that like you could discard a card to like make a token or something like that. Basically, I was just wondering uh, how high I was compared. No, no, to it was you. me. I was the high yeah, one. All right, high all right, one. all right. I was the high one. I thought I thought that the uh, the discard could make a you could make a token or something like that or like make the uh, right, right, make the thing. All right. Well, I'm gonna move us on past all this uh, all this that's been uh, all this smoke. You know, I'm gonna get to the real deal, right? For number four, the mole man is here. I think you're really undervaluing this card, Ricky. I uh... <laughs> I uh, I thought about putting it number two. But I think that ultimately this card is a four mana eight four, just stats. Yeah, I right. Think it is an eight four unblockable, ex- with the exception of Glissa. Glissa may block this card. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, this card is a four mana eight four unblockable. It has no other text, and that is good enough. For big, dumb beatdown decks, I think it's time to remove all the vehicles from Grohl vehicles, take away their car keys, and yeah, just the cats. and just 
try to play like turn two Reckless Stormseeker, turn three Quake Mole, and see if we get there. And I'm along for this ride, you know? I want a Valdaren Thrillseeker on my Quake Mole and then attack my opponent for 10 and say, you're going to block? And then they say no. And then I throw it at them and I win the game, right? Don't worry. Nothing kills this because it costs four mana and you have to somehow sack a permanent that you own. Uh, But that'd be like some sacrifice deck or like a piece of artifact cardboard that's laying around and nothing makes that. Or a ley line of binding that we're paying for one mana because we ley lined on our right. turn but zero. I will say everything dies to removal and this is the most punishing non-shieldred card that doesn't die to removal. Yeah. Did you see someone re- someone pointed out there's like the rant this is, this is more for commander right with the mole god but there's a card that is just pick a creature nothing else but that guy deals damage this turn and so if you activate the mole god's ability and have just like a mandork and you elect him as the damage dealer you could just take infinite combats makes sense to me until your opponents are dead at least as long as they have creatures right <laughs> that sounds fun uh i think that this card is insane i think that uh four mana for an eight four is like man like a bunch of r&d people went out and had a good night bowling right Consumed a lot of uh, Barks root beer, and on the high of the caffeine of Barks root beer, they were like, "I'm just putting an eight here, and yeah. they can deal with it." And uh, I love chicken parm. I love that for them, you know. Yeah, this card is definitely nuts. I mean, I think that you know, again, I need this, and then I need the Voldaren Thrillseeker, right, to kill to kill just kill somebody. You no, know, I just want to attack for eight, right? I mean, you can't. I mean, I'm just telling you that deck played this that card already, so it's just like, hey. You know, I can do uh, cute stuff with some of the other combo cards in this format, or this two mana combo, this two card combo wins the game. You know, right? You have to yeah. Wait on turn five, but I've played worse combos in my life. To be honest with you, I'm just going to tell you straight up: I've definitely played worse combos that could kill you on turn five. This this one seems pretty good. You know, yeah, like, yeah. The things that you could be doing, right? Like like you said, we get blocked. Number one offender for blocking is Shieldred. Number two yep. offender is probably Glissa that gets played, something like that. But but we need to they they got to block with their Shieldred. That's fine. No, for sure. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that's like you you can get blocked, but I will tell you that this is this card is very, very, very strong. Those those stats don't lie, you know? Right. It does untap our mana dorks. It doesn't tap all of our creatures, whether they combat it or not. So mm-hmm. Yeah, true. True. And there is a second combat. So All right, Chris, what do you got? I picked a di- different creature for my number four, okay? Because Ricky has turned his back on the whirler of chains. He is turned his back on the tin street he doesn't need to live in the tin street anymore right he's he traveling around to boys traveling around to rc's right living the good life meanwhile me and the boys we're back on tin street okay and we're gang ganging it up we're siege ganging it up okay and in order to do that we're gonna need the help of our fearless leader Cranko. you know and this, I think, it gets smaller in every art they print. <laughs> yeah, right. that's true. Yeah, it does feel like that. He stopped working out. He didn't have time anymore. Okay, he didn't have yeah. time to work out anymore. He's out there. He's making business deals. He's, he's getting the fancy suits. Look at him and the boys. Yeah, come on now. So, um, I think the goblins deck was already there, and I really think that although you can play black, I think that green's another fine way to play goblins. I've seen a lot of, um 
red green goblins decks running around at locals and they do well every single time because collected companies one heck of a card and this this is a card that is incredibly strong don't get me wrong you might have to change some of the sub sub themes to work around with the with the abilities that krenko has but the abilities that krenko has are very very good plus one plus one counters a lot of the stuff we're doing right now we don't have that many lords right we have the one lord that i think is playable at two mana is like the one that we actually play yeah I think this is an actual another playable lord, assuming we can make a treasure token or we can make a, a blood token, something like that, right? Some, some, something to that effect. This really helps us out by not only making more things, but it pops out tutus and anthems are board. So I do think we're missing another lord and goblins, and hopefully at some point, maybe a better one comes out. But until then, we have new Krenko to deliver us from the angel's menaces and into the 10th Street goblin back alleys. Beautiful. Ruckman, what's your number four? I just want to say also, Krenko, a great combo with the crime novelist. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big true. All right. Uh, my number four is Case of the Crimson Pulse. Is it the white one? It's the red one. Um, go ahead. Yes. So uh, this is Case of the Crimson Pulse, two in a red. For in this case, it was Battlefield. Discard a card, then draw two cards. All right. Uh, then to solve, you have no cards in hand. And then when it's solved, at the beginning of your upkeep, discard your hand, then draw two cards. So we're going to be drawing three cards every turn once we solve this bad boy. That's all these facts. Yeah. I just want you to know that I love this card. I'm going to be slinging spells straight in my opponent's face. But I'm going to tell you that if I got a six on this list... Yeah. I was gonna put the rare blue case. Ah, uh, see, I was, I, I was torn. The rare blue too. case yeah. is just strictly better in every possible way over this card. I understand this is better for like aggro decks and burn decks, but I'm thinking both of these are like the dueling blue red spells decks, and I'd rather I want to play the blue one instead. I still don't think the blue one is good enough. It's close, but I believe in you, and I see? believe in your case here. I, I'm just thinking like, look, we're getting, we're getting lightning helix in this set. And like, forget that stupid four mana artifact. that lets me play the top card in my library. Like this is what I want to be playing in my burn deck sideboards. Right. Right. It costs one less and we get to immediately dump a land and draw more cards. Yeah. I, I mean, I dig this. It does mean it's really hard to play this and solve it on the same turn. Mm. So we're probably solving it the next turn. Thankfully, there's not really competition as far as three mana red enchantments go. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not really another enchantment that right, you right, right. tell me about that's played in pioneer, you know, definitely not one that's like $20 a card. So thankfully this card can really fill that void of three mana red enchantments that we're missing in pioneer, you know, and these are different decks than that three mana red enchantment. I with you and in, in, in Ruckman's in Ruckman's defense, I, I really liked Ruckman's case that he's presented us here, you know, yeah. And uh, the Honorable Judge Chris does find in favor of Ruckman that this card does slap, you know? Wow. All right. Uh, all right. Chris, what do you got? Um, I think it's your three, Ricky. It's your three, Ricky. Oh, it's my three. It's your three. three. All right. I'm going to talk about uh, Crime Novelist. Yeah. Uh, this, card, this card just combos with a ham sandwich. Yep. Uh, three mana, three. one three. And Angela does, Lansbury. It does not need... Is that uh, Murder, She Wrote? That is Murder, She Wrote. Yep. It yeah. is. Uh, 
is a three mana one three. It does not need uh, summoning sickness or like it doesn't need to untap. Just immediately we have the ability of sacking an artifact. Gives us one red mana and a plus one plus one counter on crime novelist. Uh, this means our treasure pops for two mana and a counter on this guy. This is just like, we can just add it to the stack of three mana creatures that go off. And eventually we'll amass enough of those that there will be a good deck around them. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think this card is just really good and has like such a high potential level. There's already a few cute combos that have started to surface. And, you know, I've played worse combos than the animation module crime novelist combo. So, I mean, I'm all about it. So there's already a deck that sacrifices a whole lot of artifacts and other permanents as well. Mm -hmm. So we could, it could just be randomly, probably not in sack, but it could be. I think this card just has a lot of potential. And that's why I put it above the Mole God, because the Mole God is just an 8-4. And when they print the 9-4 two sets later, right. then it will not matter anymore, right? Sure. Uh, or the 8-5, right? But this card is just a very interesting card that stock will only go up as they print more cards. So, Fair enough. I like it. Um, all right. My number three is coming off the top ropes here. Okay. Yeah, coming I, I, in. Nobody saw him coming. Nobody saw him coming. Nobody, nobody saw this card, but I see it coming, right? I, I'm in the stands. I'm looking, and I see that there's something moving underneath, underneath the ring, right? I know they're hiding the Undertaker under there, and he's about to come out. <laughs> And lay the smackdown on everybody. And that's what Reenact the Crime is going to do. Reenact the Crime is one colorless and triple blue, right? And we get to reanimate something. Actually, better than that. We get to cast something for free that was put into a graveyard this turn. Um, obviously, the, the cards you first went to are right. When you said, huh, does that let me cast an Emrakul? It sure does. It sure does do that. And when we were joking a couple weeks ago about them being too cowardice to put makeshift mannequin into the set, they quickly made me eat my words when they said, listen, it's not in the colors that you want, but this is the hero that you deserve. This is exactly right. It's not what you need, but it is what you deserve. So listen, if they were going to put this in a color, am I upset that they put it in the color that already gave me otherworldly gaze? that already gave me Picklock Prankster, that already gave me other mill effects on creatures, lands, enchantments, everything like that? No, I'm not. No, that sounds ex- like exactly what I want to be doing, is getting back a giant Emrakul or a giant whatever, giant Eldrazi, right? Something like that and, and to that effect. This is what the Marvel players were wanting this whole time, right? The Marvel players can now rejoice that we can we can mill, we can discard, we can do something right? There's so many ways to do that. Cast this card, get something back, turn four. It's going to get you. X is, Undertaker's coming, right? He's going to land that tombstone, and uh, his eyes are going to do the whole rolling back thing, and you're going to wonder where, wonder where this came from. You're going to just die out of nowhere, you know? This is a very cool card with a lot of hype potential mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is going to make a great YouTube video uh, in, which we edit out, in which we edit out 16 losses in between each game <laughs> where nothing happens and we die <laughs> to get the four games uh, that we like absolutely just like 
big score discard our Ulamog into use the two treasures to pay for reenact the crime and our opponent doesn't have a counter spell and our opponent is like a seven-year-old on arena and <laughs> we exile their lands and we get a big Eldrazi and then like oh ho ho it's all over or we discard omniscience and get to cast it for free right right um but you know It'll be a fun YouTube video and I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be funny and I'm going to click copy link and I'm going to send it to my friends and be like, well, look at this person. They just cast reenact the crime for something ridiculous. And yeah. that's so cool. Look, it, um, it is a, a card put in a graveyard. So that one little segment means that we might be able to cast our opponent's shieldred and this might be, become lightly viable because of that. I think the big flashy things you're going to do with this card are going to make a, a great content, but nothing else. It's wild that it has to, the thing has to go in there this turn, right? Like, I guess that's to keep it. It's wild fair. that this costs blue, blue, blue. That is the wild thing. The triple blue is wild. What's wild is I want to know how much money Chris spends or sends to put somebody in R&D's child through college so that every set he gets at least one of these big, dumb, ridiculous graveyard cards that Chris can go, oh, it's good for God, Pharaoh's gift. Oh, it's good to reanimate this thing. And one of these days, Chris is going to realize the gravy train needs to stop because they're never good. <laughs> I found the – I found – listen, you guys could be haters all you want. But we all know, we all know that every once in a while I find that card and it sees that play. And then you guys, like a month later, are like, oh, we're trying to skip over it in decklist that you find because you don't want to admit that you didn't have the vision. You didn't have the cojones to see what I saw and to see this this well, card habitate. Go make that YouTube video that Ricky's talking about, and I will post it on crew on YouTube.com. <laughs> MTG. You just go ahead and do that, buddy. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, Reckman, when is your number three? My number three, look, it's about time we come clean. I am I'm not here to misinform the people. I just lie. And I think it's time <laughs> that we just leave that all behind us. Because I'm never going to lie again. Never again, huh? Never again. No you more lies. lied when you called my reenact the crime card bad, Ruckman. So hopefully that no lie starts now. Uh, yeah, so no more lies. I mean, look, I, I Ricky knows what my top two picks are, and he knows of a creature. I think Ricky, Ricky knows that I, Ricky should know that all three of these cards I hold equally in my heart mm -hmm. because this is my this is my spirits card of the set. Right, I can stop playing some of these really bad t like conditional counter spells right like it's a lofty where i don't have to have a creature that's flying it's a geist light stand where i don't have to have an enchantment and a spirit in play it, it goes great with that it's going to go great in my new mentor deck that we're playing in standard right that's right uh, it's time no no more of the casualty card counter spell no more quench right it's here it's going to be great and i'm excited also not very excited to see what this does to Pioneer. Get your Cavern of Souls now, people. All right. I I will quickly, because I, I'll be respectful, and I see other people with cards above me. Uh, I'm going to say that Denley is my number two. Uh-huh. Um, 
still think that this is probably the best card to be picking up because uh, the best card in the set you will naturally just get stacks of hopefully from all the limited you'll be playing because it'll be sweet, yeah. I hope. Um, but Denley Streetwise Lookout is uh, another card that just does it all. For now. I was right, by the way. I want to point out, I was like, they're going to be 20 bucks as soon as they go up. And sure enough, Star City to list them for 12 I bought my playset, and they quickly adjust the price to 20 mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, honestly... This set, financial-wise, like, not, I'm not a finance person, but it's being held up by Denley at 20 and, like, Mole God at 16. Yeah. And that's it. Isn't it, Mole God, like, 30? Huh? Isn't Mole God, like, 30? No, it's Card Kingdom for 16 right now. Is it? Okay. That's down. Um. Anyways, Denley does it all. Yeah, for Denley. everything, power two or less. If you want value, you get it with Denley. Uh, mom at a discount rate because it doesn't turn off our opponent's cards. I think that all of us will be sick and tired of Denley in a year. <laughs> I won't be. I won't be. Go ahead. Um, do you guys just want to share your... Oh, wait, no. We're on two still. Yeah. All right, you go for your two, Chris. Um, My number two is a combination of cards that are going to make Mono Green great again. Okay. Uh, this combination of cards are why Karn had to die so that Mono Green could live. And that is, of course, Leyline of the Guild Pact and Arch Druid's Charm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know that there was an instant speed way for three mana to go get a Nykthos and put it into play tapped. There sure wasn't. I, and, I just want to say real quick before you mm-hmm. get further. Okay. I enjoy that Chris has stapled a good <laughs> card onto a bad card in order to make this the number two. In order to make this that's what I did. That's my arts and this is my arts and crafts project, Ricky. I hope you like it. (laughs) I put the macaroni and it's not all in the line, but you know that I was trying my best, okay? So you're not gonna kick me out of class. I'm gonna put it on the fridge. It's right. It's going on the fridge because you feel bad and it was the best effort that I could make. So that make reenact the crime just a bad hand turkey. No, <laughs> reenact the crime is coming to a pioneer locals near you. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Uh, these two cards, however, are going to bring back mono green to the forefront and make um, it makes it a playable. I, I think that quad green is no joke. I just think that it isn't. I think people were playing worse ley lines before in order to hope to get double green pips. I think this is better than the original ley line we were messing with. Go ahead, recommend it looked like you had something to say. What Leyline? The one that got banned? No, isn't there wasn't there another one? The one that doesn't make your creatures tap for double green? There's only one green Leyline, I think, in Pioneer. Okay, that, I thought there was a second one. But yeah, we banned that one, right? And and this one does not accelerate you, right? Uh, to be fair, also. But I do think this is quad green. And should you want to splash, should you have any problems? Should you need to do anything with like, I don't know, maybe you're trying to play a Leyline Binding or something like that, right? There's a lot of ways yeah. that this card... Leyline Life Force and Leyline of Vitality are not Pioneer legal. Okay, sounds good, sounds good. There's a lot of ways that this card could provide additional value besides just being quad quad pips, right, if you want to take it that way. You don't have to, maybe it doesn't. But between this and Archdruid's Charm, you're going to see Mono Green come back with a, with a Force, right? Like, tutoring, like, you start getting a Nykthos in 8 out of 10 games... I think makes a big difference in your in your win rate, right? We were already seeing people switch over to the like Phyrexian guy that transforms and gives like anthems your team, 
whatever that thing was. So like you were already seeing innovations right before the banning of corn. And I think that was just a mana sink, right? It was definitely just a way to be like, all right, let me go tutor some big guy. But now your extra copies of Archdruid's charm can just go tutor you that guy. Yes. I think it gets a creature and puts it into your hand. It can put a creature in your hand if you'd like. So there's our Karn, right? Our, our Karn plus tutor can now just go get us our big unearth guy or our big whatever. So the the modes on, I think the first mode of this card really makes it just the powerful effect that, that it needs. But um, yeah, I mean, this early tutors us the Nykthos. Once we have the Nykthos, gets us the guy that we're going to kill you with. So I really, really like this combination of cards. And that's why them together, my little macaroni art is number two. I think that Arcturus Charm is a very, very good card. And I think it's very bold that you think that four mana do nothing is actually playable. Sounds but good. That's, uh, that's, you weren't here but for the episode the where I tore into Leyline of the Guild. The reason why Leyline is actually here is Chris is afraid of one mana Leyline bindings. Right. I, you can gamble real hard to hopefully start with four green devotion. Yeah. And be it's, down a card in hand. Yeah, we still need to have uh, the Nykthos to activate. We still have to be, have mana to activate the Nykthos with. Right, right. Or the play the Archmage Charm. I think Archmage Charm is legitimately an insane card. Yeah, for And sure. I think that if Karn was still around, Mono Green would be, like, definitely moving up tiers here. But, like, I think it might bring it back for sure. Um, and it can get you the Sunken Citadel. Like, it can get you all sorts of weird cards now. And also the Fight Mode is good. Also the Exile Artifactor Enchantment Mode is good. And so I think that Chris is definitely right with Archimage's Charm, but Leyline, oh. Wait and see, Ricky, it's going to happen to you, and then the whole time you're going to be like, man, my opponent's bad, as uh, as they've got Infinity Devotion, and they're taking you down with something that you didn't think of, because it was like, oh, look, all my stuff taps for multiple colors, all my stuff was multiple lands. Now my escape shifts are, are really, really strong with my guy. There's something here, Ricky. There's something here, Ricky. You mark my words. Ricky's going to take Amalia to the RC. And he's going to lose to a late line of the guild pack deck list. I'm not. And, and I'm going to hear for two days on Twitter. And we're going to have to console Ricky. And then, and then he's, he's going to talk about how Leyline of the guild pack is the best deck he's ever played. And he only believes in Leyline of the guild pack. <laughs> that won't happen. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> this is fiction. This is I'm bad. Right now, our true charm was my number eight in my extended top 10. And Leyline of the guild pack is my number 10. So, yeah, they're not as high. But they're on the list. All they're right. Awesome. Yeah, there. All right, Ryan. Give us a good two card, please. Coming off the top rope. It's Anne's Rag the Quake Mole. What more can I say? The, my only, the only thing I can say is that, unfortunately, he's not that great in, in, in Bard class. But I'm yeah. still going to play the Bard class because he's a piece. Because it's just a big, dumb beat I'm paying for two mana, right? Like, it good slices, save. Good it save. slices. It digs, it digs, it digs, diggy, diggy hole. The Yogg's cast is back, baby. Well, I, I agree. I love I love the, the Quake Mole. I'm glad you're excited. The Quake Mole do be strong. That is definitely right. that is definitely the case. That that's a big yeah. uh that's a big booty mole right there. You I know tell you right now, Ansrag had been spoiled a day earlier. Might have been my big pre-order from the set. But the my number one pre-order for the set, my big pre-order for the set, is my number one pick. And uh, let's let's without further delay, Chris or Ricky, why don't you give us your number one pick? All right, my number one, as talked about by the Backstreet Boys when they re-released their smash hit, but with grammatically correct English lyrics. No more lies. No more lies. Okay. No goodbyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I'm countering your Amalia, and it's gonna go to exile. 
and yeah. you're never getting it back. Mm-mm. This is two mana mana leak that exiles in a format that I don't think exiling could be more relevant right Agreed. now. Agreed. This just gets like so many things out of the way, exiles them entirely. It, it, like even against like even in the like the the darkest time where you have to decide between the galvanic iteration or the delve spell, like we can counter the galvanic iteration and it's exiled. Just being able to be a two mana spell counters everything, creatures, non-creatures, uh, wandering emperors, uh, you know, it slices, it dices. This card's insane. Uh, I think that blue-white control is going to use it. I think that a lot of other decks are going to come out using it. I don't think that blue-white is a restriction. I, I really don't. I think that the mana is good enough in Pioneer that this is never going to be a problem. And I think that this card, especially with the exile uh, clause, oh, is going to scale much better than any other two-mana counterspell right now in the format. Dovin's Veto looks absolutely foolish when your opponent is just casting creature spells in your face, and this is way better than that. Um, it's also findable off of Niv-Mizzet. It is just far and away, I think, the best card. It's such a new thing to Pioneer. I'm going to read Chris's mind here, and I'm going to say what he was smiling about was he really wanted to say it's not going to be a problem when you have a ley line in play and all your mana tap for five colors. <laughs> uh, no, we that, don't need that. that. It was a funny comparison for the uh, do-nothing for Ricky to go. I, don't get me wrong. I, I think it's the strongest card. It, it, the card is strong, and I think it's hard for me to argue too much. I, I will tell you that that's not nothing, especially when, like, if you look at what this card really wants to do is is probably protect your own stuff, Right. Um, it'll be probably controlled to protect your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a, a blue white control deck. I don't, I don't think you've got a lot of any, any, in fact, I don't think you have another deck. You can name me that would want to play this card right now. I think that you've got like the, the card that the cards that want to play it decks want to play it are like a spirits deck, right. Or a tempo deck that's through the way, like there's already a blue white control deck and that is a good deck that would want to play this card for sure. But um, a sans that, the blue-white color pairing does not offer you a ton unless you're doing what I want to do, which is like play a combo deck or like something fun like that, right? So like, don't get me wrong, in the decks I'm going to be playing, you're exactly right, which is why it's hard for me to be arguing with me, but probably nobody else is going to be playing that particular color combination to dip to dip here, right? I, I don't... I think that also in another card that we haven't really touched on with Lightning Helix coming into this uh, Pioneer format, um, I think that like we could see... And it's more of like the whole uh, like modern, like old modern is now pioneer, right? Sure. This plus like lightning helix, like I think we could see kind of a resurgence of like the old Jeskai protect the queen. Once that reprint away. We're basically a snapcaster reprint away from being able to play Jeskai protect the queen in pioneer. Now that we have no more lies, like we've got lightning helix, like, I just think like we're we're really close to pl- being able to play that kind of game where we're going to play like this blue white red control deck and we've got solid removal, solid counter spells, solid card draw, and if you take too long, uh, we can just burn you out with like uh, burn spells. I like that thought. I think that right now the problem is that triumphs exist 
And I think if they make the right decision and ban triomes, that you would actually be a hundred percent correct. I really like. I really I don't like that. Think that triomes are ever getting banned. Yeah, I think in that world, yeah. that I would just play the two extra colors and play all the decks that are existing right now that are really good. You know, but my mana comes into play tapped, and so I go over the top with one mana removal spells. But I'm probably not playing counter spells. You know, I think this card is the best card for sure. I agree with Chris. Exiles. It Not exiles. Does exile. The card's very good, Ricky. I'm just saying I had to put my mole boy and my number one girl in front of it. I, I like Denley quite a bit, but Denley gets exiled by No More Lies. I know Ruckman doesn't want to see... Is it Denley or is it Delney? It's Delney. Whatever it is. I just moving the N and the L. That's fine. We've, um, been, we've been over that enough, uh, you know. We've talked about Texas public education enough. We have. Right, We've right, talked, right, about, right. talked about islands and, and how they how they resolved before. Oh, I'm just wondering if I was wrong or you guys were wrong because you both put it that way. And then I was like, oh, wait, maybe I messed it up because I listened to Ricky and put it the wrong way. No, I I, I knew it was Delny and Ricky Ricky got me messed up. He got you. He gets you as he does. He's, yeah. a, he's a, He influences people, right? You yeah. listen to him too much. You're out in the alley. You're spelling things wrong. You know, who knows? Who knows how it goes? But uh, Ruckman and I both put uh, Delny as the number one card. And I do think this card has a cuteness factor to it, but just like Ricky's saying, where I think there's like some cards that have some potential going forward with different builds. I think this card is like ripe for breaking, right? I think it's really, really strong now. And I think it's ripe for being broken when the right card comes out, you know, right cards are already out, baby. Get ready next week. We do our, uh, our brews. I got some Delny deck lists for days. Ruckman, I need this. I need this card to be bad for like three weeks so that I can afford to buy some. Okay, you uh, got them. You got them at a thirty-two dollar discount. I haven't bought them yet, so we need to we need to calm down a little bit. You know, we need to say Ricky's right, and it's it's like a you know. Yeah, this way, Chris. If people go out and buy them by using our TCG Play affiliate link, Crew3MTG.com. Oh wow! We get a three percent cash. We get a three percent credit kickback for the you know the tip, and you know I. I'm not saying we're here to shield cards now, but we're here to show cards now. And if the listeners, uh, if the listeners support us by going to through three MTG.com, I, I might be able to afford down these is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying is, you know, crew3mtg.com will redirect you to TCG player and automatically apply our affiliate code and get us a nice little handy kickback. That's um, like the second best thing you could be doing besides donating to like make a wish or something like that. You know what I'm saying? The second yeah. best thing you could do yeah. is donate to this make a wish. Actually, three make a wish kids. Just right, to- right, 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 right. <laughs> With my macaroni art, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, Delhi's great. Um, I've, I'm really <laughs> I, I've ordered so many new cards lately. Uh, really, I'm also upgrading a bunch of my foils. Uh, I'm ready for Delhi. I'm buying all the sick Delhi cards, all the sick Delhi art. And I'll bring you to talk more about Delhi next week when Thank we you. bring our brews. Uh, but I mean, like, look, even even if right, I think the fact that Delhi, both the abilities are very good. Obviously, doubling your ETBs are great, but like the the tiny tiny cha- like the the tiny champion of Lambholt pseudo ability, like the bigger skulk ability, right? Mm-hmm. I think is also something to look at. Like, uh, hey, guess what? Shields is great, but it can't block all these charming princes. Yeah. Like, What's that card that you play, Ricky, that gets double strike? Picnic something? Picnic Runner? Yeah. Something like that? I don't know. Yeah. It can get, uh, it can trigger and get double strike twice. Yeah. 
Quattro. Oh, yeah, if you, give some, if you make something else big enough and then you pump it afterwards. Ricky is just mad because it doesn't work with Toxic like he wanted to. Does that is So can I multiply that, Ricky? Do I get Quadruple Strike? You do not get Quadruple oh, Strike. Oh, dang it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So I still just have – it's like two instances of First Strike. Does two instances of First Strike give me Double Strike, Ricky? Yes. Okay. In my world, it does, yeah. <laughs> Don't ask a judge that question, though. All right. Uh, I will say the best card for Multicolor Cube in the set is Niv-Mizzet Guild Pact. Yeah. Did you see this guy? Yeah, Claudio's real upset about it. He's like, it's not good enough. But I'm like, yeah. it's still pretty decent. It looks pretty rough to me, but... Hexproof from Multicolored? In the Multicolor Cube? That does seem sick. Whenever he deals combat damage, deal X damage, gain X life, draw X cards, yeah. cry X times. Cry right. X times. Let's, let's, all right, so those are our top five. Let's real quick, let's go ahead and break down what are... I mean, let's let's combine lists here, right? To get the, the crew- I don't think we have ten unique cards. No, no, no. That's. I mean, we, I do. We don't have to do the top ten. We're just going to have where we got right. Uh, I'll fill the rest of the list with my picks. Um, that's I'm the birthday boy. Mm-hmm, okay. That's true. All right. All right. So obviously, right. I think we can all agree. Number one, Delny. Mm. Delny, number one. You spelt uh, it Denley. You spelt it Denley. I've I've since corrected it on my list once I realized I was tainted by <laughs> <laughs> by the tainted one. Yeah. All right. Number two, No More Lies. Are we fine with that? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. No More Lies. Uh, number three, The Big Mole. Yes. Yep. Big Mole. Big Mole. Big Mole. And Zreg, The Quake Mole. Uh, number four, Crime Novelist. It's on two lists, right? Yeah. yeah. I, think it should be Archer's, I think it should be Archdruid's Charm, but. I think Crime Novelist for sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll put Archer's Charm number five. Okay. Sure. Demand answers at six? Yeah. All right, number seven. Um, you didn't put Thraven Inspector anywhere on yours. No, it, it, it should be on here, though. I do like it. Chalk Outline should be, could probably be on there. We got Crime Novelist. Okay. Sure, sure. I think Thraven Inspector should go seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with uh, Electric Boogaloo as, uh, as seven. As our novice inspector, do you want to do want to placate Chris with his uh, with eight or nine? We'll give him eight. We'll be nice. Give him reenact the crime at eight. Yeah, thank you. Crime at eight. All right, uh, number nine. You case the crimson pulse, I guess. Yeah, case of the crimson pulse, and number ten. Give him uh, the do nothing ley line. Ley line of the guild pact. No, you, you can put something else up there if you want to. All right, our definitive top ten for Mar- Murders at Karloff. I keep wanting to say Markov Manor. Murders at Karloff Manor are Elena of the Guild Pack, Case of the Crimson Pulse, Reenact the Crime, Novice Inspector, Demand Answers, uh, Archer's Charm, Crime Novelist, Anzrag the Quake Mole, No More Lies, and Delny, Streetwise Lookout. I do. There's one card we didn't mention that I do want to point out. Uh, shout to Boot in the group Discord for coming up with a sick uh, combo deck built around the new Centaur Yaris Roar of the Old Gods involving Ash Cloudface and Marauding Raptor. Essentially, the loop is if you have Yaris out um, and either front side or back side, you play either side of um, the, the Ash Cloud Phoenix, Marauding Raptor will kill it and it will come back. Uh, either face down or face upright. So if it enters face down, 
what will happen is Roderick will kill it. It will be brought back by Yaris, flipped face up, deal two damage to every player, and then die to the Marauding Raptor, at which point it will come back face up from its own ability, where it will be die to Marauding Raptor, and then it will come back face down um, due to its own ability, and then uh, it will die again to Marauding Raptor, Yaris will bring it back. And so it'll, it'll essentially have to go through two loops of Marauding Raptor killing it, uh, for every two damage it deals to your opponent. But it's kind of a fun combo. The Shaft to Boot, I know it was a pretty cool combo they found uh, that we definitely were both tired looking at while working IT jobs and going, huh, yeah, this works, this works, this works. Nice. Uh, all right, well, that will do it for this week. I hope everyone sends us their thoughts and opinions on Karloff Manor and their top tens. Of course, we have the definitive Pioneer Karloff Manor top ten list. Uh, I want to thank you, everyone who supports Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Is really to support us directly. Um, we have some more get tiers available. The swag bags, like I said, have gone out. So hopefully you're going to start seeing them in the next uh, week or a few days. Um, and then, of course, uh, everyone does have access to the exclusive Patreon channels in the Discord, including the Patreon mailbag. And I will say we do have, after a few weeks of PK diagrams, we have some more cautions in now. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a question from Rancor, who asks, do you think now is a good time to buy Shocklands if we're looking to round out our collections? Yes. Yes. This is not financial advice, but um, I think we're getting ready to see kind of the grounding out point of people hype buying Ravnica Remastered, and I think the market's kind of be as influxed as it will be for the time being. Um, And so I think, you know, if you're looking for regular border with the original art, old border with the original art or the borderless, which I, the borderless are all gorgeous this time around. I think you can't go wrong. I think now is a great time to go look at buying your Shocklands for sure. Agreed. I think that like right now they're all very cheap except for old border foils. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like borderless foils, I think are mostly under 20 bucks too. So like you can, you can definitely ball on a pretty, Still high, but decent budget, right? I mean, borderless, you can get for like 10 to 15 on most of them, I believe. Sometimes, right. Some even less. So uh, be sure to share that. And if you're going to be buying Shocklands, why don't you go to crew3mtg.com to, like I said, to apply our TCG Player affiliate link and help give us a little bit of a kickback there and help support the show if you can't support us directly over on Patreon. So again, thank you for our Patreon support. Thank you to everyone who uses our affiliate code at tcgplayer.com. Gentlemen, where can people find you on the socials? Hey, you can find me on the tweeters at it's underscore Christmas. Christmas has no T. You can find me on Twitter at also Steve, and you can find me streaming once a week on twitch.tv slash crew3mtg. And of course, you can find me at crew3podcast, posting all sorts of stuff, whether it be uh, fun Lego hobby stuff, uh, other hobbies. I'm, I'm working a lot of painting right now for uh, 40K. So uh, definitely a lot of cool ho- uh, hobby stuff going over that Twitter account. And of course, I do post up on – I'm going to try to start streaming here as well uh, over on our Twitch account like Ricky does once a week. And then uh, probably starting this week, now that things are going to hopefully kind of start getting a little bit more back to normal, the video podcast will be back. So expect that out early next week if you're listening to the audio version. Uh, yeah, so tune in for that over on the YouTube channel, youtube.com. So Crew3MTG. I'll start posting Ricky's VODs over there as well. So be sure to tune in to all the Crew3 content. We've got a lot coming out for you because this year, of course – 2024 Crew 3, but more. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.